I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings this is the gloom bringing you weekly interviews with f3 omaha packs exploring their f3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom Here we go. All right. So I got a, uh, another guy I get to interview today and um, I'm excited because I think we get to prove him wrong. When I first reached out to ask about an interview, he thought, well, I don't really have an interesting story. And I don't, you know, and so I'm just excited because I know for a fact, this guy's got a good story. I've talked to him on so many runs and I've just enjoyed uh, just being next to him. Um, you know, we work in a similar field, uh, but for different companies and, um, just hearing not only about work, but like family, how do you manage stuff going on in, in life with family? And then he recently launched uh, a new AO in, in uh, Bellevue. So helping us get to some new communities. Um, I think it's officially called the bell tower, but you may have seen it on Twitter as, as something else. Uh, we'll let him tell us about that, but uh, girl dad, I've, I've got on the show today. So it's good to see you, man. Um, where we'd like to start off is just the who EH'd you, what was the first workout like, and then uh, how did we land on the name Girl Dev? I'm excited for that story. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Play. I'm excited to be here. And you really put some additional pressure on me by saying this is going to be, you know, some good content. So <laughs> hopefully I fit the bill there. But yeah, as far as EH goes, so that credit, you know, is different than the roster would show. So actually, Thomas. Okay. Uh, who I'd probably give the credit to, although Hog is maybe a one B there. So both uh, I've been working out with for a while here um, at my place of work and doing some lunch running and things like that. So uh, yeah, Thomas finally got to me, and I will say he didn't put a strong EH on me. You know, he mentioned he was doing something new a little bit here and there, and maybe he just knew I kind of had some things going on, but. You know, finally came down to it. It was, I think, May of 2020. So about that time, he uh, was gracious enough to come down south to Sarpy County and and meet me at the pit uh, for a workout there. So him and Tom, him and Hog both showed up there, and and I kind of walked up and I saw, you know, what looked like a pretty fit group, you know, ready to hit a workout. And so, uh, yeah, it was great to be there. And Firewalker happened to be on the queue that day, so. Nice. Uh, didn't know at the time, but he can throw, as, as you know, a pretty hard beatdown. So yeah. um, it is a full hour, of course. And so I, I kind of get started in that beatdown. It, it was definitely more than I anticipated. You know, I, I've been doing some hit style workouts before, you know, over the lunch hour with different groups. And so I kind of knew the format and, and styles of exercises, but definitely some of the bear crawls across the soccer field and things like <laughs> that I, I wasn't used to. And I was kind of questioning you know, a little bit halfway through if I was going to really make it, but yeah. you know, that's kind of where it started. And as far as the naming, uh, the naming goes. So, um, I happened to be wearing a t-shirt that said girl dad. So I, I was somewhat of a, a new dad there. So I had a third daughter there in February, just a few short months before that. Uh, and it was actually right on the heels of Kobe Bryant's, you know, death in the helicopter crash in, mm. in January. And so that's where kind of a, 
a girl dad, you know, thing kind of took off and there were shirts kind of hitting the shelves. And, you know, I'm a fan of Kobe, you know, the goat, you know, whether, yeah. you know, the debate of him and Michael Jordan, we, we can talk about that later, maybe, but, <laughs> you know, being a Kobe fan and a, and a new dad, I, I definitely added to the wardrobe there with that shirt and, and Firewalker's usually pretty quick on the naming, you know, if you've seen some of his other names, you know, they're things like things and stuff, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been out there. So I, I guess I've grown to enjoy and appreciate my name over time. Yeah. Well, and, and it's got, you've got this great call sign that Swiper came up with, right? And buy me something. <laughs> uh, yes. He, he really enjoys the call signs. And, you know, as you know, when you go down South there, there's a lot of those. And I think many are uh, courtesy of Swiper. Yeah. Well, and being a fellow girl dad myself, I do. Uh, it just, it, you know, it's, uh, makes me smile every time I hear it. Cause that is often the call that, that we hear as, uh, as girl dads, right? For sure. Um, you know, so you mentioned that you were previously doing some running over lunch hour and then maybe some other, other workouts. Is that just sort of like work culture for you guys was like, you would just had groups that would get together and, and work out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it really was. And, and, you know, different people had cycled through there, but we had a good group here. Um, and we'd call ourselves the noon running club and, nice. you know, we've been doing that, you know, for nearly a decade, I'd say wow. more and just, you know, extending our runs and different groups doing marathon type distances. And so uh, it was a good group. We convinced ourselves or a few others convinced us to maybe get in some longer runs and, so it was good. It was a good group and it was a way to split up the day um, at that time. And and that was in pre-COVID, um, obviously. So we got a lot of those in over the lunch hour, but then kind of around the 2020, kind of right at that time, you know, I was a few months in of of missing that whole group and it kind of fallen out a little bit and, and mm. kind of was great to get back out and, and just connect with people and see people in person and connect in a fitness side and in a fellowship side. So it's kind of where it came. Yeah. Do you, so you think kind of the pandemic, so with the pandemic, you weren't in office, weren't able to do the lunch running. And so then that's what kind of pushed, pushed it to F3. Yeah, I'd say that, that and the new baby, you know, oh, yeah. and, and our third child and, she, and there was, she had some additional health complications. So, you know, a couple of those all together and I, it doesn't take long for your fitness, especially your running to kind of fall off where you were. And so it, it yeah. did. And, and, and so getting into this group really allowed me to kind of jump back into it. And I'd say I'm very much a kind of a group, you know, type of a workout person. I, I don't do a lot of solo runs. I do it, mm -hmm. you know, occasionally, but you know, that group and that commitment of meeting, you know, different guys out there is something that really is a motivating factor for me in terms of fitness. Yeah. Well, and so the, um, it's so funny. We, in this group, we do like, you know, bear crawl hundred yards and you're sort of like, who hit, who does that? Right. But I guess we do. Did, was, were the workouts you felt like, were they challenging or, or how did you go about like moving from the, you know, going to the pit to posting at other sites? Like, did you go the pit and then a Murph or what, what was your. So, yeah, about that time, you know, there was not a lot going on in surf, but we had, we had the pit and we had the sandlot. That was it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for a while I'd, I'd travel up North and hit, a, you know, occasionally some here and there, but, you know, again, the times that we were in and with a new baby, I, w I was not an everyday poster immediately. Yeah. So sparingly I'd come up there and in a few short months after that, um, is right when we had the Nantan change, you know, from wait time to it, tater, 
my gosh, it's like stuck in my mind here. I, I'm focusing on so focused on wait time and, and saying that. And the reason is, you know, back to my fitness level, I remember that being like such a humbling experience because, you know, I'd never met this big group. It was obviously a well attended, you know, transition of an antenna flag. And so we started out in this giant, you know, circle, of course. And what do you suppose wait time started with? You know, a Steinle. A Steinle, yeah. Steinel. So we got down in this Steinel and I remember looking around and just being like, what the heck? You know, I am so out of shape. Like oh. I'm wanting to fall to my knees here. And it, that was, I'd say, more humbling than the original workouts that, that I mm. went to. You know? So I, I, I do really remember that transition of an anti-amp flag. Yeah. And how, where are you at today from like a fitness standpoint? You feel like you're back to maybe pre pre COVID or pre baby, or you feel like you're. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say definitely, you know, as, especially as sites started ramping up and the growth that we were in as a, as a community in terms of F3 Omaha and what that grew into and the Sarpy area, you know, the sites really added up, you know, my attendance to different days really started to ramp up there over the next year or two. And, really started to hit, you know, pre-runs in addition to beat downs. And I know everybody kind of says that, but that's kind of been something I've committed to is I, I rarely go to a beat down without doing a pre-run. Yeah. Um, and so the running kind of caught back up, you know, later in that first year towards the end of 2020, uh, I got some additional buddies out. I EH'd a few people right away, you know, guys that I was really looking to connect with that were in my friend circle already, but I hadn't really seen a whole lot face to face uh, during that time. So I put on some EH pressure and got them out. And, nice. you know, I remember in December we did the Santa Saunter, you know, yeah. down that way. And my running wasn't quite there. I think I committed to a 10K and, and some of the other guys that I was with that I knew did the 10K, even some of their first 10Ks. And we kind of had the course planned out and met the people doing the half marathon. And, and yeah, I, I really remember that. So that was kind of where I, I got through that 10K and, and felt a little bit better. I'd kind of reached a level that I was comfortable with in terms of fitness, how I was kind of maybe pre, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, pre because I've always kind of thought a 10K is a good measuring stick as a runner. Yeah. You know, if you can get yourself, if you can get yourself to a 10K at that point, your your lungs are totally fine. Like at mm -hmm. that point, it's just how sore are my legs going to be. So it's, it was good to get back to that baseline. Well, and you was it last year or this year or both that you ran all of the halfway house half marathons? Uh, really, I kind of ran. I did 16 straight. So really, that okay. running you know for me and I kind of got a different personality so I, I the running was kind of taking hold and so the halfway house when that started up you know that was obviously right up my alley as with a lot of others so mm -hmm. that was really cool to see that officially started and you know it's one of those things when you start a streak you you, you hate to end it and, yeah. and I know people have streaks way longer than that but I got to I got through 16, you know, and it even included one or two that I had to do by myself because, you know, I, I couldn't make the actual Sunday, but committed enough to that streak. And then, you know, unfortunately, like most of us see an injury will pop up here and there. And so I, you know, I had to bow out and finally end that streak, hmm. you know, but I did do one here just back in May, you know, popped into another halfway house and, and did that one on the Memorial Day run, you know, which was great to do um, out to the cemetery. So Plan to get back a bit more consistent, hopefully with a halfway house soon. And it was your foot 
What was what injury? What I mean, when when you're in your mid forties, it can be about anything. First of all, <laughs> just a full it body. Start the foot, then it's your hip, then it's somewhere else. You change your gait, and all of a sudden you're a complete mess. So I'd say that's kind of what I've been dealing with. And you know, we have such a, a wealth of network of people. You know, I seek advice, and people probably think I'm complaining too much, but I'll, you know, I'll be hitting up icy hot, you know, or hitting up retweet and. Yeah. You know, Zorro, getting some PT advice there on the fly. So I, I'm, I'm trying to slowly get myself back to, to full running health. Yeah, no, I, that's, I do the same, right? I remember, you know, it's, it, I don't know. They never, I've never received a bill in the mail from either three of those guys. So I don't know, maybe they, maybe they like giving out the free advice, but, or they don't know my address, either one, but they, they give good advice. I don't know. And it seems to work, yeah. for, but Hey, they do. And it, it is to that point, we, we have a great network of resources in this whole F3 community. And that's that's one of the advantages is to lean into that network, you know, mm-hmm. for some access to certain areas you might not otherwise have. So, uh, so you had mentioned just being uh, somebody that likes to work out with other people. And I, I couldn't agree more. I'm curious, your how's how has it been just sort of going through? the injury have you been able to still stay connected or have you struggled there or what's what's been your experience Uh, yeah essentially when that kind of injury first kind of popped up at the at the end of last year december january time frame i you know i was in the middle of of site queuing you know the bell tower down here and and you don't miss that site and i i kind of mentioned i I can't go and not miss the pre and miss the pre-run so i kind of have just run myself through it and you know, it's probably something we all should take a little bit of, of time off once in a while and heal up. But I, I wasn't afforded that, you know, I run in the site. So yeah, you know, I just run through it and it's, it's been all right. Yeah. Good. So you're just, you're toughing it out. I like <laughs> toughing it out. Like yeah. we all try to do. Change into your shoes or yeah. No, I, I like that. Uh, hey, yeah. I brought two pairs of shoes this morning. I worked out, ran in one, worked out in the other. Yeah. I just change out the equipment. Nice. No, I love that. What And I, I think, you know, a lot of guys will say like the second FPs, right? Especially if you're running pre-runs or even halfway house, you know, the second FPs really comes into play there. And I remember, um, I feel like it was maybe a run down at the pit and like, we, we like just got started running. And so, and I think you were like, you're like, so what do you, when's your next date night with your wife? You know, just immediately got into this, like, uh, you know, conversation of like, Oh crap, I need to be prepared and ready to go. And I just I love the how quickly we get there, you know, with the guys in F3. But I'm curious what from your perspective, where have you found that fellowship piece uh, within the group? Uh I mean, it's a consistent theme. You hear it everybody everywhere. And and the pre-runs obviously are are it because you have the opportunity to talk, you know, mm-hmm. and during the beatdowns, you get segments or pieces of talking, depending on the working, but you just get such solid straight time, you know, it's, it's quiet. It's just a little bit smaller group, a subgroup. So, you know, the conversations tend to open up and, and I think that's obviously key. And then the other fellowship side on the flip side is at the end of the workout, you know, with, with coffee and, and making some time for that, you know, when, when it's available, you know, obviously the summers are a little easier for most. And, and so that's been time that I've really enjoyed and, you know, I got right into the coffee and, and on-site coffee from the beginning, you know, in terms of the bell tower and made that a staple and, and really tried to promote that, you know, as, yeah. as an attraction or a draw, you know, I would 
maybe try and troll khakis a little bit to say it's it's the best coffee in f3 <laughs> omaha but, you know, come, come to find out when i had some coffee with him we were both using kirkland dark roast so there's the secret everyone okay good to know that's awesome what what do you think um you know from a, like so you've got you know runs and and just the conversation there coffee what do you think about some of the other like have you done much like with q source or queen service or any of those other pieces have those been effective for you or I, I would say i've done done that tangentially so not like officially but guys that i knew are doing and i'm kind of asking them questions and should i be doing queen servers yes you know i i haven't done it or committed and done that directly yeah. um the q sources um for me have have been somewhat of a challenge be just because of the times and offerings that i can go the pit yeah. started it up somewhat you know after later um, and I wasn't going on Saturdays as much due to personal scheduling at that time and, and going more during the week as we've now have multiple sites every day through the week and running a site on Fridays, you know, I was being, I was pretty spent, you know, by the end of yeah. the week, so I was having to fill in some recovery and then, you know, try and get home to some family earlier on Saturday. So, uh, I've hit some of the, the Q sources occasionally, you know, up at paradise and just, the conversations are just so engaging and the way packs open up during, during those just Q and A's and then somebody will talk and it's almost hard to find a place to insert yourself. You know, the conversations that I've been in because people really dive in really into some deep topics and I've enjoyed the handful I've got to, to attend for sure. Yeah. What, you know, I'm curious when you look at like your relationships with hog and, and Thomas, you know, so previously you were running, but still sort of work level relationship. Do you think, I mean, you know, moving those relationships w within the framework of F3, did that change anything or, or I guess, I don't know, what was your experience there? Um, not really. I mean, we got to, we still communicate and talk. It's just, I'm generally not posting at the same sites that they are specifically just due to geography, you know, yeah. and we're, we're spread out, but um you know, just last week, we were able to meet up, uh, you know, the three of us and do a ruck together. So instead of doing the beat down, we met up and just did a, you know, a ruck and had a great conversation. Nice. So it's, you know, you just have to be intentional, you know, about any of those things and making sure, yeah, I don't see him during the lunch workouts as much any, anymore, but, you know, kind of like any relationship, you know, it, you have to be intentional about making time for that. And, Time is the thing that every one of us is short on, you know, especially uh, in the stage of life that we're all in, you know, like Elon Musk has said, time is the ultimate currency, you know, so what mm -hmm. we do with our time, you know, is very, very important and what we prioritize and the relationships that we all maintain are, yeah. are a big part of that. So, yeah, well said, man. I, I love that. I think you're absolutely right. I, you know, it, it's just cool to hear you were able to maintain those, those relationships and develop some new ones within F3, you know, um, and remind me, so, so you, you've got three girls and then girls. you're, so what's, I guess, what are their ages? 13, nine and three. And, and I know many have more girls than that, you know, so yeah. girl dad actually is, as you know, girls, it's not the quantity, it's just a handful, no matter how many you have. So yeah, um, yeah three, 13, nine and three. So in okay. Stages and all kinds of stages of, of childhood. I kind of got my my you know yeah. teenage years down to the younger years. 
That is, yeah. And remind me, so I, I guess, and you know, if you're, if you're okay sharing, but I feel like one of the stories about you that I would, I really have appreciated just with your daughter and maybe some of the stuff that she has gone through and your journey in that space, I think it would be your youngest daughter then. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess she was born in February of 20. Yeah. So right before COVID, you know, really took hold in March. Uh, and, you know, she was uh, in the hospital, not diagnosed immediately, you know, but it's something that came on very, very quickly. So she has a, a large segmental hemangioma, which is kind of a vascular type of condition, a birthmark condition that can get very, very aggressive, you know, mm -hmm. throughout the first few months and years. So it, it really took off. It was something that, gosh, you know, just reflecting back even now, I just think about we're in such a better spot, first off, right now compared to what it was three years ago. So uh, I want to be clear, things have gotten much, much better. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'll never forget that when that kind of happened, we hadn't even left the hospital. And we're finding out these things and it's it's a complete shift. And I've always kind of thought, you know, everything for me seeming has just worked out or been perfect. I, no, I don't say perfect, perfect, but I, should be, I haven't had anything really happen to me individually that's been a, a huge challenge, you know, until this. Mm -hmm. You know, I just remember that it, it was a tough day, you know, all night there, you know, with my wife trying to understand, you know, how we're going to handle this. What is this? What does this mean for us? Why me? This these why me type of feelings. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately that shifted to, you know, not me. It's just why is this little, you know, child going to have to go through this? And it it was pretty intense, you know, what we all went through, I guess. You know, it's so rare. I don't think there's ever been her condition in Omaha or anywhere around her specifically, mm. uh, at least a version of this. So, you know, we're trying to see specialists. We immediately drove to uh, Children's up in Wisconsin because they have a, a specialty clinic that deals with this. So, you know, we have doctors calling us from New York City who are specialized in this. And, and that kind of opens your eyes immediately. We're like, wow, I have these renowned, world renowned doctor from New York City, like calling me on my cell phone to check, you mm -hmm. know, on this condition. And so it kind of is like, wow, this is, this is pretty serious here. And so, you know, since that time, we've, we've taken her coast to coast. She's been through several yeah. treatments out in uh, Los Angeles, you know, and she's been to New York City, uh, but she's in a great spot now. And, you know, it's, it's not over. She'll have some challenges still to overcome. But like I said, we're night and day compared to where that started out. And hmm. the support of this group, you know, I can't say enough, like through that and having this outlet to lean into, you know, in that time, you know, of uncertainty, what was going on, you know, tater tot, I'll, you know, I butchered his name earlier. I needed to come back and say he, you know, <laughs> And he has a way of doing this for everyone. It felt like he was my best friend, like through that yeah. whole, you know, ordeal and, and just washing out. And, and it wasn't just him, you know, it, it was yeah. several, but, you know, it was very, very powerful to lead into this group. And, and I know others have done that too, through similar challenges as you, and, and I've heard Swiper talk about this, you know, you make these small deposits into the group and you're going to have to take withdrawal at some point we all will and, and mm -hmm. leverage the group in a time of need and, that happened to be mine and it's better now. And I know what the group did for me. And so I'm really, really aware and try and, you know, look out for that for other packs that might be dealing with not the exact condition, but a challenge that I can like provide some leniency and support for them. Yeah. Well, cause at one point you were, 
like once they figured out a treatment you were flying to like i feel like what, what i remember specifically a conversation of it was like our your routine was like every couple weeks uh, we'd go fly yeah, yeah. every yep yeah, every every two months or so yeah so we yeah flew out to to los angeles eight times and and have gone through treatment and like i said it's not over we'll have to do some more we're just kind of reached a kind of a stable period here where yeah we're, we're, letting her be a, a young kid running around and growing and, and learning from her big sisters right now. And, and yeah, said, we're in a real good spot right now. That's awesome. Well, it's good to hear. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's just the, like you said, as men having space to have those conversations and process these things that are just unpredictable or unexpected. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And it's one of those things, I guess, just one more thing to add that, you know, I had close friends and close friend groups, obviously, before. It's just when you don't know that you would open up to that level to those groups of, you know, high school friends or college friends or maybe mm -hmm. some work coworkers or, or others. And this group really makes it clear that it, they're there and the vulnerability is options are there to lean in when you need it. And and definitely took took advantage of that. So encourage that to anybody out there who might have something going on just find somebody it doesn't have to be in the circle of tears or yeah because you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. i get emotional too in those environments you know yeah. it's you're right there in the center of attention it's like being on stage but it can be in that pre-run it can be in a coffee it doesn't have to be in the open the full group you know find what's comfortable for you and and then just have a conversation because i know everyone in this group is there to, to listen and, and help. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great insight. I think you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be, you know, if you, if you need somebody to pray for you or be, you know, need some encouragement, you don't have to wait till the, the circle of tears. I like that. That's from blades, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that's really good insight. Cause you're, you're right. I mean, anytime you can, you know, just get that out. Uh, and, you know, if we know, chances are, if somebody knows somebody that's going through the same thing, we'll connect you. And if, if not, we'll, we'll support you ourselves. So it's really good insight. You know, I'm curious when you look at, you know, so you've got um, from a fitness perspective, you know, things are going well. And then from this faith perspective, or sorry, the, the fellowship perspective, right. You've, you've developed some relationships in the group uh, with a lot of the running and then, kind of this thing going on with your daughter and, and I don't know if there's a faith element there or where, but where does the third F sort of fit into to the picture for you? Yeah. I, the faith component, especially related to my daughter early on and, I, and my wife ran across this, you know, this, this one quote, you know, faith over fear. Hmm. And we kind of made that a theme of ours very early. You know, we wrote that, we put that up at home and kind of leaned in into that component of it um, to trust and have faith in, in the whole process we were going to go through or she was more going to go through. Um, and so we kind of leaned into that. And, and as far as the background, you know, of faith, uh, uh, we're all a member of a Catholic church down there in Papillion. So all the kids go to school there. Um, definitely don't miss, you know, church been doing that since we moved down to the area. So um definitely leaned into that group as well and a lot of the people in that whole community that mm -hmm. faith community that we're in are in f3 you know so it's, it's kind of blended both groups you know at the, at the same time so nice no that's awesome is that did you grow you grew up 
uh, in the Catholic church and then just kind of kept that routine or tradition? So I wasn't quite to the Catholic level, you know, I, okay. I was just a little bit, you know, I'm a Lutheran, you know, oh, so yeah. I, I grew up Lutheran, um, attending church, you know, in Sunday school from the time I was a little kid and, and my mom would take us, you know, my dad rarely attended it at that. So it was something we went with my mom mm. every Sunday, you know, leaving, you know, just in time and, and rushing in late and sitting in the balcony. So still really remember that. And we, you know, went through the, the whole time we were down there for all the way through confirmation, you know, through that. And, and like most, you know, you go to college, other, th- other priorities oh. kind of creep in and you, you drift a little bit. And then, you know, eventually you get married and you come back to it. So mm-hmm. you know, it, that's got, that's kind of how it's played out for me anyway. And so, you know, it's, it's been good. You know, I, yeah. I attend every week. I, I get a lot out of, you know, attending mass with, with the family there and listening into the, the message. You know, I, I key in more on, on the homily than anything yeah. and try trying to see, well, what are they saying? What can I connect to here? So that's, you know, it's been great. Yeah. You know, so you mentioned there and um, so like when you were growing up, your dad maybe didn't go with you guys, but you as a father are going every week. I mean, when you think about, you know, reinvigorated male community leadership and it doesn't have to be church, but just, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts about like dad being a leader in his family's sort of spiritual journey? Yeah, I, you know, I think part of it is just society's changed a lot, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of how they view the role of a father compared to how it was, yeah. you know, 30, 40 years ago, like, you know, when I was there. So my dad, it's, he would, he would attend, you know, he'd hit the important ones, Easter and Christmas, you know, yeah. those and a few in between, you know, but his job at the time was, you know, unscheduled. So he'd have times he was gone on weekends yeah. at nights, you know, and so it was a bit more unpredictable in terms of his schedule. I wouldn't, I'm not trying to, you know, insinuate that he was absent or anything like oh, that. Oh, sure. Not, okay. Yeah. Trust me, I had chores every day and, you know, <laughs> Got he it. me, you know, in every sport and he, he would just show himself through other ways. And, and that changes over time for everybody's, you know, yeah. relationship with faith and how that works. And so now I guess to put a bow on that, you know, my dad actually has, probably stronger faith than I do. It's kind of been crazy, yeah. you know, like looking back, you know, he's, he's completely changed and maybe it just took getting us kids out of the house and driving him crazy. But yeah. So, so yeah, the role of me, you know, now in this spot, you know, is setting a good example and, and, you know, going with them and, and going through the whole ceremony with them and listening, you know, I'm, I'm not allowed to take communion, you know, that yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do everything else that I'm allowed to do. And uh, I, I always joke with people and I always joke with, with my daughters that I'm going to sneak through and take communion. It gets, it gets them so worked up, you know, like I'm going to take, I'm going through this time, you know? But, yeah. Well, Hey, I'm, I'm still, I'm at a Lutheran church on, on 90th and, and uh, Blondo. So if you ever want to come take communion oh, with us. Yeah. Maybe I come up there, you know, once a quarter. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be good to see you. Um, no, that's awesome. And I, and I appreciate you clarifying too, because I, I think you're right, right? It's just not everybody's job is, uh, you know, supports this every Sunday going to church, right? But they, they can, you can still lead your family spiritually, uh, even without that. What, you know, do you think about faith and, and F3? Um, how do you see that third F piece playing out in the group? Like what experiences have you had with other guys or maybe COTs or prayers? 
it's just interesting, you know, I, F, you know, F3 makes it a pretty open concept of belief higher than yourself. And some people relate that towards, you know, a God of some sort and other people relate that third F towards community service or maybe a mm-hmm. service aspect of, of faith, which I think is great. You know, it's right here trying to dictate what people should do or what church they should go to or where they should spend their service hours. It's just that, you know, I think it's important to have some aspect of that. You choose which one you're going to use your limited time for, as we've kind of talked about. And so I think it's been great. And, and the prayer side is especially, you know, powerful. I think, you know, we, we have those prayer intentions, Um, you know, getting back to the ball of man, you know, the last few years, that's such a difference, you know, physically, you know, that, that spot to pray and, and just learning to pray out loud. I was terrible at it. I still am terrible at it, but at least you practice it a few times and you can kind of figure it out, but it's, it can be a little bit nerve nerve wracking, you know, at first to, to get comfortable doing that, um, as well, but it's, it's been awesome, you know, I mentioned some people are good, you know, swiper charges five bucks. If you ask him to pray, you know, <laughs> Does he really? yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll teach that. But I think, I just think it's because he likes to talk so much, you know, that he seems to be into that, but yeah, no, it's a little side hustle. I like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It is, it is really cool just to see, um, you know, guys learning to, to pray out loud, right. Even, you know, even if we have a, maybe a different version of the higher power or God, um, it's just cool. I love hearing what's on people's hearts. And I think it's really, um, you know, you hear, hear it come through in the COT, right. A guy will share some sort of, uh, quote or something that, you know, in my mind has at least a spiritual, um, sort of realm to it. Um, you yeah. So I think the other thing I really want to get your uh, insight on, because this doesn't happen very often in F3, um, we're, we're on the, at least in F3 Omaha, we're on the brink of doing this again, right? So expanding official like expansion to a new community. So we did this when we went from, you know, F3 sort of Omaha proper into Sarpy. And then uh, we've done it kind of with West Omaha, but it's, that's been more natural, organic over time. We're, we're getting ready to do F3 Bennington coming up in September, but you were really, I mean, taking us a little bit further into Sarpy County and going F3, you know, Bellevue with the bell tower. I mean, what, what was that like? What's been your experience? What's worked? What hasn't worked? I mean, talk us through all of that. Gosh, this, this could go on a while. So, you know, I'll try and break this. <laughs> And I mean, we've been in such heavy expansion since I started in 2020. It's just crazy. If you look back at the numbers and the data, which you like me enjoy analytics and looking at that type of stuff, but, know. you know, the growth rates are just crazy to look at. And, you know, early on, I really enjoyed knowing everybody in F3. So first of all, that was kind of a change that I, I just didn't enjoy. Like, you know, all of a sudden I was down in Sarpy all the time and I miss seeing the reg, regular guys up in Douglas County. And, but it's inevitable, you know, it's, we need to grow. Like this is important for us to expand, you know, this great mm-hmm. community and this great thing that we have. So um, you can miss that. You can even cherish that time and look back and appreciate it, but it is important to continue growing and expanding and, and giving this away as Firewalker kind of likes to say, and I've, I've come to appreciate that theme. And so as Sarpy expanded, you know, we were, we were already pretty well established. We had sites every day, you know, already, you know, at this time when we decided to 
forge east into B-Town, you know, over in Bellevue. And so the farm was pretty well established and had such a great culture with Ferdinand that he started down there. And Shroot was the site cue when I was going to then kind of starfish out here to to Bellevue. So, you know, first of all, being asked and, and challenged, I guess I'll say, you know, by by Firewalker and Jean-Claude and, and Nobbs to, to say, you got this, you know, at first, mm-hmm. of course, you're apprehensive, you feel... It, it's I think it's different at least I like to think it's different than just taking over or just starting a new site and an established community you know to, to head over there so I don't live in Bellevue um, I'm close enough but it was again I don't have like a, a circle over there that I knew was going to come every day oh. especially with the you know the group around me that was already attending the other days so it was it was a challenge. It's a bit nerving, but uh, ultimately, you know, they they convinced me to get over there, and you know, I I leaned in heavy heavily to Icy Hot. You know, he had been mm-hmm. his IQ. He lived in Bellevue. You know, he's traveling around. You know, every day to go well into Douglas County and then Sarpy County, and so I knew he was going to be a great resource to help me get started there. So, you know, had him meet me there at Bellevue West. You know, at the campus and do a walkthrough and you know, con- consulted a few others and going through the pop-ups, you know, tapping into Doppler and to some people up north that, you know, I knew had worked down in the Bellevue area and were familiar mm-hmm. with it. Just tried to learn a little bit about the culture and how this site maybe would evolve over time to, to make sure I'm setting things up for, for success there. And so quite a bit of planning kind of went in and, and ultimately took the leap and, and started it and and everything kind of took off from there and arrived on Bell Tower, you know, as the name and, and a Bellevue play and tower in terms of buzzing the tower with with Oppa right there and kind of combine that into the Bell Tower. And and of course, quickly right away, it took its alter ego, you know, Bell, <laughs> Bell, Bells, you think Dong and it turned into Dong Town. So really, I think yeah. most people, at least in Sarpy, know it as Dong Town. Like still, yeah. we just- <laughs> They're like, what's this bell tower? Yeah. We might have to update the map with with the new name because it's it's really taken off. So yeah, I know we I know we don't allow uh, you know guys to change their names, but we we have actually we have had one site change because originally Red Wings was just called the Murph, and we realized that you can't do that anymore when you have five different that, Monday yeah, Murphs. That doesn't scale. Yeah, so uh, maybe we could change it. I don't know. That's a that's a good question. What um and and so I mean does does just that the name and um I don't know what like the humor speak to the culture that you feel like you've developed there just guys uh, getting together Friday morning and able to have- yeah it, I mean it really does I I enjoy you know smiling and having fun I you know and so we kept it pretty lighthearted and and really played off that name and had a lot of fun with it every week and and so the the culture of the site really, you know, it, it just took a hold. We, we got some local guys that live in the Bellevue com- community to come out, you know, right away. And, and they've pretty much established it. So I, I feel comfortable with kind of getting a core group down there and knowing that, okay, I'm confident this is going to take off and, and be, you know, a Bellevue thing. And Bellevue will be a, a site that stays on our map. Hmm. And, so, and so we know that, at, you know, next week we're starting a brand new site. You know, ICB is going to start a MRF site on Mondays, you know, down in Bellevue. And so 
Um, and then not long after I started that, Arva had, of course, the Catamount Complex, which is, mm. you know, just, just over off, off the Cornusker there at Grow. So it's close. It's in the Bellevue community. And so, you know, it's, it's great. And especially being a brand new site, you know, like I mentioned, Farva, we were communicating back and forth and we were coming up with some ideas. How are we going to market this? How can we get this to take hold? You know, he's calling up contacts at the Bellevue leader. We're like, we got to get a story in the newspaper. We've got to, you know, do uh, this. And, I, you know, we still have hopes of doing that. You know, I'm not taking that off the table. If anybody has any contacts in the, you know, Sarpy Times or Bellevue leader, certainly send them our way and we'll get a story ran. But yeah. it's, kind of taken off organically and, and really throughout the whole year, we averaged 14, 14 guys, which, that's great. which was perfect over time. And that's taken even a few outliers, like the launch out of the, out of the stats and, and the few BQs that we had. So it's, you know, it's pretty well established, well supported. And, you know, we had 14 there today, ironically, I, I was there this morning. So it's nice. How do you, how do you think, or what, what do you think it was that like to go into a new community and engage some of the local guys, like how did you spread the word or is it just word of mouth? I mean, what's the tactic there? So it was some word of mouth and there's some contacts that existing packs had with maybe some people they knew were in Bellevue and then, you know, the Douglas County guys, they'd come down and Hey, I know somebody in Bellevue, so I'm going to get them to come out and I'm going to drive down there and meet them. And then, so, really making sure we had a good handoff there and you know I'm, this isn't anything new i'm not you know no. some secrets here but just keeping in close contact you know with those people when they started to make sure they get the glue yeah. you know like of the yeah. gloom gloom glue yeah. you know and so i just text messages words of encouragement you know during the beatdowns watching their early growth you know as as maybe they're somewhat newer to their fitness journey and just being positive continuous feedback and just letting them know that you know this is their site this is mm -hmm. this is not my site in bellevue this is theirs i'm helping to facilitate this and turn it into whatever it organically turns into you know like Every site, you know, most sites, I would say, have a lot of best, you know, pull-ups in the metro, best whatever in the metro. And yeah. I, I still haven't maybe made one of those up for, for the Bell Tower. I, I think the new site queue maybe can do that on his own. But, again, I didn't want to do that, you know, just to make something up. I want that to form and grow organically and naturally, and no doubt that it will. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And, and to think about the um, Murph site launch on Monday and just, you know, this is kind of how it starts, right? And then, you know, hold hold your hold your hats for, you know, whatever's oh, yeah. around the corner. What, um, tell us a little bit, well, so I guess two things. I'm curious um, if you have any advice for maybe the, the guys launching uh, in Bennington or um, other site queues and then would love to hear about uh, succession planning and, and how you approach that. Yeah, sure. So, I guess starting in a new area of town, a new community, it, without a doubt, it'll be a little bit of an extra pressure. And so, you know, just have confidence, like the group is going to come support the site. Like mm -hmm. first off, so there's, there's more to worry about than that. I guess, looking back, you know, I, it was probably one of the things that was weighing on me more than anything. And, and now just looking back, I'm like, why was I questioning that people will come, hmm. especially, you know, we, we want to see this succeed as, as far as an F3 community in Omaha. Yeah. 
to these outlying brands. We know how impactful it can be. These communities, you know, deserve it. Gretna grew, Bellevue is growing, Bennington, mm-hmm. you know, all these outlying communities. It's it's growing like the city of Omaha originally did, you know, yeah. inside out. So it's it will be successful. And and then that is just again, don't put too much pressure on yourself, I'd say, up there, you know, like I didn't start up, you know, you brought up QSource, you know, I wasn't going to bring in all of these extra offerings right away. You know, I did first off, you know, it's a lot to, to do that all, you know, by yourself starting a new site, but I didn't want to bring in too many extra things starting in a new community that some people might come in and be like, Oh, what is this? They got, you know, one, two, three, five different things going in. What's I don't have time. I can't commit to all this. So yeah. I kind of made a decision kind of strategically in Bellevue's like that'll come like much like it did at the pit I would say or other areas of town I was just like I'm not going to try and do every possible F3 offering we have you know of the three F's at one site right all right away so you know I think it'll all come over time yeah no that's awesome what about uh succession planning how's that been Oh, I, I was taking applicants early on, early on. <laughs> you had them apply? <laughs> Started an application process. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, no, really, really there. You know, it crept up on me, to be honest. Like I was just kind of immersed, having fun. And then you start looking at the calendar and the months just start rolling by. I'm, you know, it's the theme of this right now. Time is the ultimate currency. Like all of a sudden oh. the years fly by, especially the older you get, you know, so it kind of crept into the year and then I'm thinking, you know, holy crap, I got to start thinking about this. And, and I didn't get turned down by anyone. I had one name and kind of, I started with their um, stranglehold. Um, and I just seen, I've seen his growth, you know, mm-hmm. over the last year or two through F3 and how he leaned into this community, you know, with Chris, you know, and, and you know, Nugent and, and, what that's meant to the whole group. And I just thought I started seeing these signs, you know, I've shared this story, you know, with, with a few others, but I travel for work occasionally and I'll hit downrange sites. And so this particular time I went to Philadelphia and hit a site in Philadelphia. And of course, I don't know anyone. It's dark. We go around or saying our names at the end and I hear Tim Craddaville and I hear Craddaville. I took a double take, you know, and it's Chris's cousin. Like, and this is right mm-hmm. after, you know, everything had happened. And so I, I was like, I'm making these connections and I'm placed randomly. I'm not in like downtown Philadelphia. I'm like somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Valley Forge. And, and just how do I keep running across these signs, you know, of this? And so it's just one more thing that I knew. Stranglehold is ready. He's a great leader. His acceleration, you know, and in, in the running aspect, of course, I'm mm-hmm. a pre-runner little bit of bias there and what he's done you know in the mortimer and the halves and he's really just ramped up and and i just see how connected he is throughout the whole f3 community you know he he's known throughout douglas county he's known throughout sarpy and i just knew he especially growing into a new area you know i i knew he was going to be successful he's a great leader i had no doubts he's going to do great things and he has all these other good attributes and so I pressed him. I pressed him pretty hard. It took a little bit to get a commit. It's like any EH. Yeah, for sure. Once, you know, he showed a little bit of a crack there. I I broke that right open and kind of just said, tag, you're it, you know, and I I basically made it a done deal. 
yeah at that same point but you know then he then he happened to be having a, a baby himself you know somewhat new and so he's he's another a new dad of a, a little baby boy and so that was kind of coming down the pipe of how can we transition this flag he's having a baby in you know august so i was i set that date he said he was ready and so we we got through it and nice i love still going over there and i just walk in there and he's He's leading coffee. He wasn't going to let the, co I wouldn't let the coffee thing go. I was like, Hey, we got to get this figured out. Here's the supplies. Here's the Amazon items. We, <laughs> we made sure we transitioned everywhere because we're, we don't go without on-site coffee down in Dongtown. That makes a difference, man. I think you, I think you get quite a few more guys participate in that. If you can do it on-site. Yeah, for sure. Well, anything else you can think of that maybe you didn't get a chance to share. And I, I know, um, Man, it's just good to hear from me. I don't get to see you as much anymore with, you know, me moving and you being in Sarpy, but uh, it's good to hear you do, you're doing well. Anything else you'd want to share with guys that are listening, though? Uh, I don't want to turn this into the longest gloom podcast ever. I feel like we'd sit here and talk a while, but might have to do a part two about a few things. And, and the only other thing I'd maybe touch on is just the, the VQ side and how... Mm. That's one of my favorite things about F3 and being able to see people, you know, plan for those and, and go through those VQs. So yeah. definitely continue to try and uh, support all those and get out because it means a lot to everybody doing that. And so uh, looking back, you know, I, I guess one more story. I still remember back, back when I started in 2020 into 2021, people weren't doing a VQ like right away. Like it seemed to be like you had to like, be in it for a while before you felt like they were even going to ask you, you know, to, to come mm. to you. So I'll, I'll never forget. We did it in February and there was three lined up. We had high life myself and baby shark, like all lined up in February. Maybe knobs was trying to steal all the VQs from everyone, but yeah. uh, so I, it was, it was a great VQ and, and freezing weather, you know, in February, but yet people drove from all parts of town to come down to that thing. And so it's, that's great. That's a great memory of mine in terms of, of F3 and what's done for me. Yeah. I think we've somewhat identified like it's, a, it creates a little more glue if we can get you to do a VQ within a couple months of joining, right? Like the sooner. And I don't know, I think at some point um, it's weird, right? Cause you come into the group and you don't know, you know, it's led in a rotating fashion, but you don't know how like you don't know like am i supposed to ask or are they gonna yeah, ask me? Well, i get it yeah it's like yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like a weird thing there yeah well um you know tell me you know currently just you know whatever's going on in, in life anything that you need prayers or encouragement for i mean is there uh, anything when we see out there that we should be nudging you on oh i mean the only thing i would say prayers and nudging on is to continue to get out there and post you know you, you yeah. lose that flag you yeah. know, you don't want to lose that incentive to get back out there. So I, I don't want to fall off from doing that. And so, uh, no, I don't think any, any of the guys around me will, will let me fall off too far, but okay, you know, definitely keep me nudging and get me out there. You know, it's, it's a little bit nerve wracking. We were driving around and not putting that flag in the ground. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe we, we'll get you on the, the F3 Omaha tech and data team. We need to, we, we could okay. use some leadership there. We're, we're both in the industry and we both enjoy analytics. So I, I would really appreciate that. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, it's good. Good talking with you. And um, see, you had way more content than you originally thought. So I love it. I think people are going to love hearing your story. Let's hey, uh, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, let's do a little Namorama. Uh, Brain of Flea Hardy, 37, The Plague. The Plague. David Hilliard, 43, Girl Dad. Girl Dad, buy something. See, that's, I think that's one of my favorite ones. I don't know. Oh, and it's true. You know it more than anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. one thing, the fist bump, I the fist bump through the microphone is different. We couldn't, like, kick feet like people yeah. still do from three years ago. So. Yeah. Well, it's good seeing you, man. I appreciate your time. Have a good rest of your day. Hey, you too. Later. Later.